Hello, everybody. This is Dylan Moon. Before we get started, please know you are listening to the audio of one of our COP26 videos titled, Is African Poverty a Climate Solution? For the full experience, we definitely recommend watching the video on our YouTube channel, as all of our COP26 coverage can be enjoyed there, thanks to our filmmaker, Jesse Freeston. And while you're there, please make sure to subscribe. It helps you stay up to date, and it helps us grow the channel so that more people can find out about this wonderful decouple project. Thank you so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome to this special episode of Decouple Studios. I'm Jesse Freeston, and right now I'm in the blue zone. I'm really uncomfortable with this YouTuber type stuff. I haven't really ever done it before, to be honest. This is where all the negotiations are going down to maybe come up with uh, a new accord. There's a lot of pressure on some of these people in here to do something. So I decided to give you guys a sense of, of what it's like in here. I would follow around two of my newest friends, Shirley, a nuclear engineer from the United States, originally from Peru, and Princey, a communications person for the Department of Energy in South Africa. Who are we going to arrest first? So basically, we are volunteers okay. yeah, that promote nuclear energy. Yes, yeah. We believe that we cannot fight climate change without the help from nuclear. Out of those uh, over 7 million people, how many of them are electrified? No, the, the electricity, access to electricity can be within the range of something around 35. 35 percent. Yes, to be honest. Yeah. By the way, I'm a Pan-Africanist at heart, and uh, as an African, I believe that people deserve, uh, you know, their basic needs to be addressed by our government. Provided their yes, resources. Yes, yes, and the, the main one is giving them access to electricity. I want to know the people in Nigeria, the, the percentage of people who have access to electricity right now, as I'm standing with you. Actually, when we are talking about electricity, it depends on level. Level of what? It depends on how frequent is electricity. I'm from South Africa. Yes. And you know that most of our electricity comes from coal. Yes. And then we have nuclear, a bit of it, which is 5%. We also have uh, renewables, which is wind and solar energy. And currently, on the national grid, the only uh, electricity source that are able to provide baseload electricity, that, that are able to stabilize the grid, is nuclear and coal yes. power plants. Yes. I was telling her that when I left South Africa a week before, we did not have the sun almost the whole week. We need to industrialize Africa. And yes, that is the main thing. So yes. that one is, so, that is so you, where we are focusing on. We are focusing on gas to industrialize. Okay, so time out. I'm right now here in the media section at COP26, editing the video you're watching right now, and I'm realizing that this next moment that you're about to see might require a little bit of explanation in order to appreciate the power of it. It should only take a minute. So point number one to keep in mind is that no country on earth has an electrical grid that is running solely on wind and or solar energy. And that is because the sun is not always shining, the wind is not always blowing, and we have no way to store that much power in order to power a grid while those things aren't happening. So that means that the baseload energy for all the grids on earth are basically powered by three types of energy. You've got hydropower, you've got nuclear energy, and you've got the burning of fossil fuels. Germany itself is the best example of this. Germany has spent more per capita than any country in the world on wind and solar energy, and yet still gets the biggest chunk of its energy from coal and gas. About a week ago, I visited one of their massive coal mines. It looks something like this. Up the sea, up the sea. 
That video will be coming out soon. For now, what you need to know is that the German government has made the political decision to prematurely close six nuclear plants instead of closing their coal-fired power plants. And the result of which, according to this new report, aptly titled One Billion Tons, is going to be the release of an extra one billion tons of CO2 into the Earth's atmosphere. Understandably, Germany's been widely criticized for this decision, so enter the announcement that Princey and Shirley stumbled upon here at COP. Germany was announcing its plan to help countries in the global south replace coal with solar and wind, replacing stable power with intermittent power, something Germany itself is not willing to do. Let's get back to the action. Talking about this transition from moving to clean energy, so are there, why are we shutting down nuclear power plants instead of coal power plants, which yeah, we, are uh, the major ones? We, it's quite easy for us. I know it, there are different views uh, around. We uh, doubt uh, that um, nuclear energy is a sustainable uh, energy. Therefore, in Germany, we have a consensus in society uh, to phase out nuclear by end of 2022. That's a decision uh, made and... Uh, Do you think that will change in the future? No. So, I want to know why are they offering countries in Africa are money to shut down their coal power plants when they have not shut down their... Yes. You should go, he didn't see... Yeah, you should ask him. <laughs> yeah, you should ask him. Yeah, you should, yeah. he didn't see nuclear, so you should go ask him. The guy who's taking answers already know us. Mm. So, this jacket actually, he doesn't want me we uh, organized an alliance of France, UK, US, EU and Germany to support uh, um, the phase-out um, policy for South Africa. And our focus as the Ministry of Environment in Germany is, uh, is a just transition part to, to look at the jobs that will be generated in a future energy system. Uh, and to organize it, what we call the just transition. Even for Germany too? Yeah, for, it's, uh, it's an issue for us as well, but uh, compared to the, the, the challenge for South Africa to get away from coal uh, to a new renewable-based uh, energy system, it's much easier in, in Germany. I mean, we are quite a, a quite rich country, so we can organize this uh, a bit easier. That is why we feel in solidarity uh, with South Africa to help uh, to organize the process there as well. I need to run for another meeting. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You didn't answer my question. No, no. <laughs> he was politically correct. <laughs> he sounded like you are poor and you are going to do what we want you to do. With regards to us, we can always do it later on. Where does uh, most of your electricity come from? Coal. Coal? Coal and gas. Coal and gas. Yeah. Okay. But, but we, have, uh, we have one of the world's highest uptakes of residential solar. You know, we're one of the, one of the sunniest countries on Earth. Yes, we're a big coal producing country, but we're also uh, riding the renewables as well. So it's a bit of a paradox, really. In order for us to industrialize Africa, we need a baseload electricity to complement renewables uh, such as wind and solar. I mean, I'm from South Africa, we have nuclear power plants, and currently it offers the cheapest electricity on the grid. So I'll tell you, then, it's working my dear. I wish the president were here yes. to hear that. Because one of the greatest problems, I'm, I'm, I'm a technician, yeah. but for the politician, it's energy. 
coalition for rainforest countries. It's a coalition of 65 countries that have in common forests. And we're saying we can't reach the 1.5 degree without forests. We can say maybe about energy as give the people living forests energy, then they'll stop cutting trees. If we got electricity, that would be one of answers of sustainable protection of energy security. Energy security is the key. Everything is everything. Gentlemen, hi, I'm Prince from South Africa. I will. What's the percentage of your citizens that have access to electricity? Yes, currently we have about uh, 87%. 87% of yes. people have that? Yes. 87%, that's, yes. that's a good number. Yeah, that's a good number. And then your, your, your main source of electricity comes from which? Um... Uh, mainly is from hydro and then, uh, thermal, natural right. gas and food. Okay, yes. who, is, who is this? This is the wife of the vice president. Just a moment, I think there's a No problem. You, let's not distract as you get. Do you think Ghana will actually be acceptive to nuclear as a source of energy to help actually combat? Absolutely. Um, we have established the Nuclear Power Ghana that is supposed to be the employer or the owner of our first mm -hmm. nuclear power plant. channel is called Africa for Nuclear. You can follow it on YouTube. Tira and, and everywhere. What's the channel? Africa for Nuclear. Do you have your phone right now? Yes. Yeah. Get it out. It went quite well. It was very interesting to hear African countries w willing to actually engage with us in terms of nuclear as a, a baseload clean source of uh, electricity that can help industrialize Africa. There are about 600 million people in Africa who still don't have access to electricity and I feel that energy security in Africa should be a priority and nuclear is able to actually offer that to Africa. So that about does it for this very special episode of the Couple Studios here from COP26. And a very special thank you to Princey and Shirley for letting me follow them around all day. Um, if you like this and you want to see more, you should hit that subscribe button down there. And if you want to get more in-depth in the issues that we cover here, check out Dr. Chris Kiefer on the Decouple podcast, the sister podcast to the Decouple Studios videos. And definitely, I'm tired.